Proactive Athletes is the premier place that empowers student athletes to overcome the challenges of college sports recruitment. Their unparalleled expertise and influential network will guide you towards realizing your fullest potential. At Proactive Athletes, they understand that each student athlete is unique, facing their own set of obstacles. That's why their dedicated team takes the time to comprehend your individual needs, providing a comprehensive hands-on approach tailored to your success. With their personalized attention and unwavering support, they ensure your satisfaction every step of the way. Through their vast network, they have successfully connected with over 2.3 million coaches, giving your child's profile the exposure it deserves. In fact, their student-athletes' profiles have been viewed by an astounding 716,000 coaches, solidifying their reputation as the go-to platform for recruitment. What sets them apart is their data-driven approach, allowing them to make informed decisions that result in better outcomes for their student-athletes. By harnessing the power of data, they maximize your child's chances of success as they embark on the next chapter of their athletic journey. Join the ranks of proactive athletes and unlock your true potential. Let them amplify your talent, connect you with coaches that want you but may not have known about you, and pave the way for your future success. Together, they will defy the odds and ensure that your dreams become a reality. Don't wait any longer. Get proactive in your child's recruitment process today by visiting proactiveathletes.com. And make sure you use Shark Effect 10 for 10% off. It's here, finally. My book, The Ultimate Playbook for Higher Achievement. You can get it on Amazon in the uh, paper paperback version, or you can get it on Kindle. And who this book is an in, intentionally created for is for those who are looking tr- to transition. What, whether you was an athlete or an executive or a successful entrepreneur or whatever, if you're looking to transition into something different, this book can help you. I break it down. I lay down the foundation of who you want to be. I have a chapter in there that breaks down and boils down leadership, which is influence. And you got to understand these 10 influencers that can help you with decision making, that can help you with influencing others. And how are you influenced? I have chapters in there that really breaks down my system of assignment, alignment, and adjustment. Um, recognizing the power of your environments is a chapter. Developing your own procedures, creating relationship roadmaps, using adversity to your advantage, right? Because we all go through tough times, but how do you flip it? How do you use it to power you? Okay? And then developing your own standards. So these are things that can help anybody, not just not just athletes. Now, there's some stories in there, you know, that covers topics that that resonate with athletes. But I think overall, this book can help um, anyone who is looking to transition into becoming successful in something new, something different. Okay, so make sure check it out. Amazon, the ultimate playbook for high achievement. And every step of the way when he was like, hey, just wanted you to know that I'm posting it here, but I don't want you to think it's because of X, Y, or Z. Hey, I'm doing this because I don't, I don't want you to think it's because of A, B, or C. Hey, I know you just spent 50 hours on that. I just wanted to let you know that whatever happens with it, I'm remarkably proud to put my name behind it. It's these like really subtle, small differences of just being thoughtful and over communicating 
that really make people feel secure. Welcome to the Shark Effect. I'm your host, Alex Molden. I'm a former NFL veteran, and now I'm a leadership and personal development speaker and coach. In this podcast, you will hear inspirational and humorous stories from leaders of all walks of life, from current and former professional athletes, coaches, authors, experts, executives, and successful business owners. Discover how these leaders not only overcame obstacles, but also learned core principles that led to their success when leading others. Hello, welcome to The Shark Effect. I'm your host, Alex Molin. Uh, once again, I'd like to thank each and every one of you who listeners who have uh, who signed up, who has um, listened and shared, you know, the learnings or the different episodes. Uh, I'm greatly appreciative to all of you and all the support. Um, it's, it's pretty cool to be able to, to look and see that there's people who... Um, myself and my guests are are affecting across the globe. So um, I'm very humbled by this and, and, and happy to be able to serve. Um, my my guest this week is none other than Max Artsis. Now, Max is the lead sport performance strategy and athlete experience over at Tonal. Tonal is doing some amazing things with some, some of the best athletes on the planet. LeBron James is one of those athletes. Um, and, and Max, he also is a high-performance and Olympic trainer. He's a health and wellness strategic advisor. And he's a former Nike lead master trainer. That's where me and him um, really connected um, when he first got into Nike. And so, you know, I got a chance to see him grow and got a chance to learn from him. And, you know, he's a smart, a smart dude who has some crazy life experiences, but he's he's been very intentional with what he's learned over the years. And, you know, we just have a great, a great conversation. And, you know, I get a chance to to ask him some pretty deep questions on on his take on leadership and how that can be applied with whether you're training or leading athletes or in the uh, corporate world or the corporate space. So I uh, can't wait for you guys to uh, to have a listen. Max, Max Artsis, my brother from another mother. Good to have you back <laughs> on the Shark Effect. How you doing, my man? So happy to be here, man. What a what a hype up. Well, you know, I try to do what I can do when I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> so real quick, Tennessee Titans. I am now a fan. You've been a fan for a minute before me. I cannot tell you the experience of draft night. I remember, like, pick one. I was like, yo, Titans are picking Elijah first round. And you're like, you need to get out of here because this is not happening. And then third round came and we did. Dude, what a weird. It's the weirdest thing ever. Yeah, it was weird. It was like. You know, as a dad, you know, you want your son to go, you know, his dream job, but to go where he's expected to go. And that doesn't happen. Yeah. And for him to be disappointed, not disappointed in where he went, but just that other teams didn't see his value. Um, 
you know, that kind of stung a little bit. And I had to step away. I had to step out of it for a second and look at, okay, what's the positive out of this? Well, the positive, you know, him going a little bit later is like now he would have a chip on his shoulder that might could last him the whole, his whole career. You look know, there's at, plenty. Look at Aaron Rodgers. Look at Lamar. Like they all went, they all fell. Tom Brady. Tom Brady, 199. Like, <laughs> right. I think they're all doing okay. And I would imagine that if behind quarterback, if there was ever a position that you want to have a little bit of a nasty chip on your shoulder, it's probably cornerback. Max, what's going on in the sports world? What's going on in the making athletes better world? Oh, man. What is happening now? You know, with well, technology, with what you got going on, I'm going I'm to stop right there and I'll let you fill in the gaps. The tech piece is crazy, man. Um, you know, a few a few weeks ago, I took a new role at Tonal, leading our sport performance strategy and athlete experience, um, which sounds much more impressive. That sounds fancy. That sounds fancy. It does sound fancy. Yeah. Um, and I think our goal is to not just have the appearance of adding value to the sport performance community, but genuinely, truly, authentically adding value to the sport performance community. Um, so whether that's through high level engagement and high level initiatives, like we just did with LeBron, whether that's partnering with, um, smaller schools or gyms to be able to integrate into their training on a day-to-day basis, whether that'll be mentorships, whether that'll have a service arm, whether that'll have on-camera, um, content that is ongoing, to make you have a better golf swing. Everything that I'm looking at and that we are looking at as a company is how do we authentically tell the story of sport um, and really lead with a service mindset. So it's really, really exciting right now. Mm, I love that, man. So, so what are some of the things that, um, you know, you see, you know, you're on social media that you see, like maybe uh, let's just say high level athletes that they do. And it's like, it makes you kind of scratch your head like why are they doing this is it for shock value is it does it work like what are some of the things like you would tell a younger athlete like a younger max artist or alex Molden once you start into training let's say like high school yeah what are some of the things that you would like to see um done at that level that you know you see some high level guys doing and it makes you scratch your head I think that's like a two-part question, right? So the first one is why are they doing it? I think one, a lot of them don't know any better. They just trust their inner circle. And what people may or may not realize, especially at that level, is it is 100% about trust. Like, do I trust you? Um, I would rather, this is the hypothetical I, would rather work with my boy that I've known since I was five because I trust that he has my back through everything then take a chance on this random person I don't know. And a lot of times that leads people to placing their trust in guys that they know will never screw them over, but might not be the best choice for training. So it's kind of a dichotomy there of, of, of athletes leading first with, I need to be able to trust you and then blindly trusting that the programming is going to be good, which is, is usually not always the case. And then two is I think they're also always looking for what is the edge that I can get when you've hit the 99th percentile, what is the extra 0.1% that I can squeeze out of this? So they're willing to do some ridiculous shit just to get there. Um, But you and I both know that most of the time that doesn't translate. 
it is not. It's like it starts as a waste of time mm-hmm. or it's, you know, could provoke injury. Yeah. And I know we don't, you know, with athletes, they're, the number one thing is, man, I don't want you to walk out of here injured. I want you to walk out of here better. You know, hopefully we can get that that 0.1%, but you can't be injured. Your best ability is availability, right? You say that all the time. I don't care how much you can deadlift if you're sitting on the bench because you got a torn ACL. It really doesn't matter. Yeah. So for high achievers, man, how do you you gain trust? I mean, I I know you you train some high-level, like, Olympic athletes Mm -hmm. and professional athletes, but how do you you gain that trust? It's a great question. I know. (laughs) <laughs> like I do, I do this for a living. You should do this for a living. <laughs> um, I think, well, one, sometimes you're just right place, right time, right? Like I'm not going to front and say that if I work with X athlete and they talk to somebody else and they tell them word of mouth is usually your best, your best tool at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not going to sit there and lie and say that I'm doing anything magical. Um, but two is genuinely leading with a service and mindset and not, having my agenda take over what their agenda is. If whatever's in their best interest is in my best interest, right? So you can see that pretty quickly. But yeah, like, look, when I um, started training Chloe, that was a much easier buy-in than when I started training 20 Drew League guys, right? Because I'm the only, like, let's talk, let's be real for a second. I'm the only white guy in the room and I've never played basketball at a professional level. So a lot of these guys are like, dude, who the fuck are you? Excuse my language. I'm sorry. But to tell me what to do. So the first three or four sessions is me having to prove to them. And that's the only mission of the entire three to four sessions is that I know what I'm doing and I have your back. Like I'm here for you no matter what it is that you need. So I think it's taking a step back and saying, what are my barriers to entry? right? Okay. One race, let's figure out a way to, to either address it head on or make it a non-issue Two, I've never played basketball. Cool. Let's address it head on or make it, you know what I mean? So like really identifying what are my barriers to entry with this human being? What are their, if they're telling me one thing, is that what they really feel or do they have layers to what they're telling me? Right. Can I peel back those layers and start to understand what is their real objection? Maybe it's that they had a trainer five years ago that was, didn't play basketball and that trainer sucked. Okay. Well, I need to peel back those layers to figure that out. So I think it's just um, doing a bit of observation to, to, to each individual person and then understanding uh, on a human level, how do I connect with them? Mm-hmm. Now, and this is, this is deep. I don't know if it's going to go this deep, this quick, <laughs> but like, how do you do that with 20 dudes? Yeah. Do you go to each one of them, like to the side or do you just, do you open up, you know, being vulnerable or do you come out like right away? Like tell them like, Hey, these are, you know, these are things we're going to do. This is why we're going to do it. And this is why it's so important. Mm-hmm. Or is there another, you know, kind of stage that you, that you set? Um, I think it's knowing where my strengths are and knowing where my weaknesses are. Right. So, um, first and foremost, leading with sometimes flattery, right? Oh, dude, that looked 
incredible. You're a savage. You're a beast. Right? Like, that's what I came in. You don't want, like, you want to leave there being like, dude, I really wanted to hate this guy, but I just can't. He's just wonderful. Yeah, he's wonderful. Right? So whether that is the second you walk in being like, yo, I love those Jays. Right? Immediately, I connect with you on a social piece that has nothing to do with basketball. But it shows you that I care about culture. Right? So it's, it's, it's seeing the person behind the sport. Talking to him about his kids. How many kids you got? Right? Like, let's just, let's just connect man to man here for a sec. Um, I always lead with competition type stuff when I get into a group like that, because it gets them smiling, it gets them laughing, it gets them back to the root of why they started playing. So there's no more ego involved. And then it can just have some fun. Then they leave being like, damn, that was just a blast. That was just a lot of fun. Then they associate me with the fun. Love it. Right. So you can do that. And yeah, there will be guys that I have to take a hard ass approach on and go, that's fine. If you don't like me, I'm still going to get the best out of you. Right. Like then I go like, I'm going to lean on you until until you break. Or there's guys that you pull off to the side and say, like, hey, look, like we need to have a conversation or there's got you know what I mean? Like there's so many different situations that I think the fun and. Complimentary stuff works usually with a bigger group, and then you'll have your two or three people that you really need to make sure that those two or three people are not soiling the water for you, because all it takes is one bad apple. And, and and not bad apple but you know what i mean like it takes one person yeah. to really really disrespect like not like you and not respect you to make all of the other guys or gals follow suit hey i gotta let you guys know i'm excited about the partnership that i've uh created with frog fuel so frog fuel is a protein based company it's a super protein and what it is I'm just going to simplify it and explain it. It's collagen, which is the predominant protein that's in animals and in people. So collagen protein has a unique amino acid profile and it is the most critical building block of structural supporting and connective tissues in the body. And so from the day you are born until the day you die, your body is continually breaking down and replacing proteins. Frog fuel is a fast-absorbing form of collagen protein that is fortified with amino acids. That means your body will absorb this within 15 minutes. And it comes in little small packs where you don't have to have a blender, you don't have to shake it till you, till you make it type of protein mix. Your body absorbs it. And it does that in a very efficient way. So if you're looking to up your game, whether it's repairing, recovering, or strengthening your muscles, Frog Fuel is the way to go. So you can you can get you some at frogfuel.com and please use Shepherd 20 to get 20% off your first order. Uh, man, so so check this out. So there's a and, and we're talking leadership. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about right now. You're just putting it into another environment where it's not at the corporate level. Like we think about leadership being a good boss or manager or whatever. It's, it doesn't like foundational leadership mm-hmm. or foundational principles. You've talked on a bunch of them already. I want people to recognize this. Communication is such is a huge influencer. You've talked about that. You talked about intuition, how you make people feel right. That's another big one that you can apply on anywhere, whether you're a coach, whether you're a manager, whether you're a parent, all right, but making that that um, 
that connection, right? How you make people feel. You talk about your limitations. So failure, which is, you know, that, that, that's hard to do. And a lot of people's ego get in the way when they're trying to lead people. But you've already touched on some things that it, it, it goes far beyond strength and conditioning, far beyond like, um, you know, coaching uh, 20 different people who are not like you. So I want to make sure people like really like listen to the, the things that Max is putting out there because they're powerful, powerful things, right? It's influence. You're influencing people. Yeah. And a you know, group the, level. The interesting, the interesting thing, uh, working in a corporate setting now, right? Where since now I'm sitting in meetings, you know, almost all day, mm-hmm. which is another topic for another day. Um, <clears throat> you start to really um, notice who the people people are, who the leaders are. And I think we are more in tune with that because coaches innately are service oriented people. They are natural born or or intend to be leaders and then you get into a corporate setting where a lot of people have dedicated their lives to craft right i am going to be a ridiculous engineer i'm going to be an incredible writer whatever it is that their craft is that they haven't spent as much time in those leadership positions and so you start to see a huge disparity between oh, this person gets how to lead a room and this person doesn't. So I think our experience as strength coaches has helped me immensely with influence, winning people over and general corporate leadership. Mm, I love that. How'd you learn that, man? Is it just innately? Was it your, you know, parents or whatnot? How'd you learn like, you know, using that influence and taking it from, you know, the strength and conditioning field to, to corporate, or is it just being a competitor or going to university of Michigan? I think it's, it's, it's a combination of my whole life experience. Right. But, and you know, this too, my time at Nike was so much more than what it appeared to be. I had the opportunity just through blind luck to train like 15, 20 of our top executives. And I'm the first person in their day and the last person in their day that needs absolutely nothing from them. So we build a relationship that is something that I would never have access to. And I start to understand how they think, how they influence, what tactics that they might use in their day. That's a masterclass, man. Right. Like while we're training athletes, I'm getting a master class in strategy, in marketing, in business from all of these clients that I would never otherwise have access to. So I am very grateful for my time at Nike because um, it was much more than I think it appeared to be. Mm -hmm. And I think the number one, since I've met you, man, you've been intentional. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people, if they're, you know, they have a relationship with, you know, people like this and, you know, high powered people who are, have a, a certain level of success, like they don't really look at it. They don't really ask questions. They don't really, you know, use that, that time together as like a learning experience. It's just, they're there to do their job and then that's it. 
you use that, like you said, as a masterclass. And I'm sure you were intentional when it comes to like, man, what do I want to get out of this? It's not just I want to get money out of this, but what else can I get out of this? Absolutely. I, think, and I mean, look, yeah, don't, yeah. Get me, don't get me wrong. I didn't go into those things being like, that's all I'm looking for. Right. Like mm -hmm. I, I genuinely want want to and wanted to help every single one of them. I still stay in contact with every single one of them just because they're my friends, not because it's a business, you know, transaction. Mm -hmm. But if you go into every situation with the mindset that this person that I'm talking to is enlightened in something that I am not, you really come in with a pretty open mind and saying, I'm, I'm just going to figure out what it is that you know that I don't. So I can absorb that from you. Mm. Even, a, even a bus driver, even a janitor knows something you don't, something I don't. Absolutely. And it's not always just about your profession, right? There's so many different other aspects to life that we throw out the window just because someone doesn't have a fancy title. Mm -hmm. So I think if we can be more thoughtful with trying to learn from each other, that usually never goes, never goes wrong. That's good. You know, what else never goes wrong is when you, no matter what environment, you are still yourself. And I've seen people when they get into different environments, when they're, you know, with successful people or a group that's different than them, then they start to, they want to do things or be something different to try to fit in or whatnot. Mm -hmm. You've never done that. You know, you're your, you know, you're yourself. I don't know how to do, I don't know how to be anybody right. else. But a lot of people, they get into, you know, different environments and, you know, they start to act differently. It's like, man, well, one where, thing, do you draw, people, where do you draw the line between that and like different shades of yourself? Because obviously there, you are a very different person in the locker room of an NFL locker room. And now when you're giving corporate speeches, so how do you, how do you find the line between, different shades of color of Alex and being inauthentic to who you are. Yeah. So for me, it's like, man, number one, I'm different 20 years ago, <laughs> you know, when I was in an NFL locker room, you wouldn't wear a green suit this year or you would. I'll still rock a green okay. suit. Don't get me wrong. Right. That I will still rock the money. Green as long suit. as you have that, then I think you and I are good. <laughs> but there are like different things that I want to be able to share. Number one, I think in any environment is I'm I'm mature enough now that man I can I'm I'm able to show vulnerability mm. because I do I understand now how powerful it is and how it gets me connected with people. Not everybody experiences success. More people experience failure than they do success, and so I don't talk about all the all the beautiful things you know the the you know, the money, the cars, the wins, the rings, all that. I don't talk about that type of stuff. I talk about stuff that's more real. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I talk about stuff that's, you know, that the pain that happens when you, when you lose or when injury happens or when you're being mistreated, you know what I'm saying? Like I talk about that and I know that gets me better connected. So then I can drop pearls of, of wisdom. And that they can walk away with something, you know, when they leave my presence, I can give them different steps to how to, how to practice, 
right? How to practice leadership, how to practice influence, how to practice being a good person. That's what I do. I've what learned you, that. Yeah. What do you think is the biggest differentiator between someone who is um, a powerful leader of people and someone who is just okay at it, right? Like, let's not even, let's not even go the whole spectrum. Let's not go like someone that's a crappy leader. Let's say someone that's like, they're good at their job. You know, I would, I would, I would ride with them. They asked me for, you know, to come work with them and someone that I'm like, I, I can't speak highly enough. This person is, I would run through a wall for them. Uh, I, I think the biggest one is that they're open to admitting already like what they're not that great at and that they know that they're, they're not the, the end all be all. Yeah. Like when you can show that connectedness, right? Showing like, hey, look, I'm not the I'm not the smartest dude in the room, and I don't want to be the smartest dude in the room. Mm-hmm. Even though you know my title, you guys might think this. This is not it. Yeah. And so you know, making them feel like their words, their uh, uh, what they do on a day to day basis is important. No matter what they do, is they are part of a team. And those things are super important to the success of the whole team. When you get people in leadership positions that can express that on a daily and then one-to-one, those are the type of people I want to ride with. I think you just hit, you articulated it barely well, where everyone at the end of the day just wants to feel important. You want to feel important. I'll tell you, my, my current boss at Tonal, I have been remarkably impressed with how thoughtful he is in regards to over communication. Mm-hmm. You see, especially in the corporate structure where dependent on who your boss is, you're kind of, and I'm sure this is everywhere really, right? Depending on who your boss is, you're either going to thrive or you're going to fail because they can either stunt your growth or they can help lift you up. And so I've been in situations at Nike and other places where it's like, you know, you don't feel supported, you aren't very communicated with, your imagination starts to run wild. Every time you bring, you know, um, a deck that you worked 40 hours on and you send it to them and they just write back one word that says, thanks, right? There are moments like that where people are very unintentionally under communicative. And I'll tell you the, the boss that I have now, he and I had the conversation around what it is that I wanted to do and what the job is that I wanted to do. And we all knew internally that, that I was the right person for it. And every step of the way, when he was like, Hey, just wanted you to know that I'm posting it here, but I don't want you to think it's because of X, Y, or Z. Hey, I'm doing this because I don't, I don't want you to think it's because of A, B, or C. Hey, I know you just spent 50 hours on that. I just wanted to let you know that whatever happens with it, I'm remarkably proud to put my name behind it. It's these like really subtle, small differences of just being thoughtful and over communicating that really make people feel secure. Man, I think it's, it's being intentional, mm-hmm. especially in a leadership position, right? It's like being intentional with the, everything that you do, even yeah. if it comes to like when people walk in and they want to talk to you instead of you being on your phone them seeing you put your phone down and look at them eye to eye. Small things like that, we get to practice every day, making people feel important. Mm. It's the little things. 
<laughs> it's the, I'm serious. The little things, those little extra steps. So just like, you know, whether your boss or whoever shoots you a quick email, I just want to let you know, man, that was super important. I'm proud of you. I want to, I'm glad that my name is behind. Man, how powerful, how does that make you feel? It's huge. I mean, and I think we know it from a coaching standpoint. And I think, you know, everyone listening, whether you're in a leadership role, a parent, a friend, you know, you don't, you can just say it to a friend. You don't have, you don't have to be someone that's managing a team to be able to take advantage of something like that. Mm -hmm. um, right now we're in a weird time with a lot of insecurities and a lot of, I don't know what's going to happen next with everything going on with COVID and um, people need assurance. People need, you know, even people that are generally unshakable just to have that assurance of like, Hey, just, so you know, what you're doing right now really makes a difference. That's it. It's a wrap. It takes nothing on your end. And I, I think we underestimate the power of something like that. Man. All right, Max, here's the ultimate question. When are you going to stop BSing and write a book? A book? Dude, I, have, I don't have enough life experience to write a book. Man, Nobody wants to hear what the hell I have to say. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on. It would be a pamphlet. <laughs> That's all I got for you, man, is a pamphlet. A children's book. <laughs> okay. Are you silly, man? Hey, you got, a flip hey, well, book? What do you want? Uh, uh, hey, let me tell you something. As long as we're going to be friends, yeah. when we talk, you, you're going to get that from me. Okay. When you're going to stop tripping. That's all, that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave it right there. No no pressure, no nothing. Can we co-write a book where we're back-to-back? -back? We're back like on the cover? <laughs> sure, why not? Okay, deal. Why not? Why not? <laughs> Ebony and Ivory, how about yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> Max, my man, man, it's always a pleasure seeing your face, hearing your voice and your wisdom, man. Thank you once again for being a guest on The Shark Effect um love you know the things that you that you share and being vulnerable and opening up and, and sharing your your experiences man i know your words are going to help a lot of people i love you buddy i appreciate it and i will see you in a few weeks when the titans yeet, come yeet. lay the smack down on the rams yeet, yeet. let's go there it is that's your ending right there <laughs> that's it yeet, yeet. Yeet. <laughs>
influencing others and how are you influenced? I have chapters in there that really break down my system of assignment, alignment, and adjustment. Um, recognizing the power of your environments is a chapter. Developing your own procedures, creating relationship roadmaps, using adversity to your advantage, right? Because we all go through tough times, but how do you flip it? How do you use it to power you, okay? And then developing your own standards. So these are things that can help anybody, not just, not just athletes. Now, there's some stories in there, you know, that covers topics that, that resonate with athletes, but I think overall, this book can help um, anyone who is looking to transition into becoming successful in something new, something different, okay? So make sure, check it out, Amazon, the ultimate playbook for high achievement. It's here, finally. My book, The Ultimate Playbook for High Achievement. You can get it on Amazon in the uh, paper paperback version, or you can get it on Kindle. And who this book is an in, intentionally created for is for those who are looking tr to transition, what, whether you was an athlete or an executive or a successful entrepreneur or whatever. If you're looking to transition into something different, this book can help you. I break it down. I lay down the foundation of who you want to be. I have a chapter in there that breaks down and boils down leadership, which is influence. And you got to understand these 10 influencers that can help you with decision making, that can help you with influencing others. And how are you influenced? I have chapters in there that really breaks down my system of assignment, alignment, and adjustment. Um, recognizing the power of your environments is a chapter, developing your own procedures, creating relationship roadmaps, using adversity to your advantage, right? Because we all go through tough times, but how do you flip it? How do you use it to power you, okay? And then developing your own standards. So these are things that can help anybody, not just, not just athletes. Now, there's some stories in there you know, that covers topics that, that resonate with athletes. But I think overall, this book can help um, anyone who is looking to transition into becoming successful in something new, something different. Okay, so make sure, check it out. Amazon, the ultimate playbook for high achievement.